A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Saturday morning, officially underway. Yes, Except for the people I see who you... listen to this radio ahead of us, then it was officially underway then. Right. I see you raising your cup of coffee over there. I was actually... In a salute. Were you no. checking to see if you stink? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to show or tell everybody. <laughs> well, yes, yes, then I... don't do things like that. <laughs> good grief. Now I sound like a complete dope. <laughs> But yes, I was raising my cup, but actually trying to clandestinely <laughs> smell to see if I... We'll see. If you I, had continued to look at me and not looked at your know, armpit, I it know. wouldn't have been as obvious. See, the thing is, I got here quite early today and started working quite furiously. Uh-huh. And I was sweating like crazy because I was really working hard. Uh-huh. And I just started to think, oh... Did I wear deodorant today? That's what I was checking for. And I did. Wow. I Thank smell goodness. like a million bucks. Yeah, sure. I'm glad I'm on the other side of the table. And everybody else is glad they're in their own living room. Yep. Or wherever. Exactly. Far away from us. It's good yes. that we're radio and not TV. Yes. Because I'd probably be off the air at this point. Yes, because everyone now would wonder what endearing. you're doing. But if you watched right. me do it, it's kind of repulsive. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh-huh. What, what do we got today? We've got an interesting, kind of a first. Well, that's the first time I've ever <laughs> checked for deodorant on air. <laughs> yes. And another first uh-huh. is that we took the show on the road. We did, all the way down to North Carolina this week. We went down there to the Exalta facility and specifically their wood coatings division because we carry a lot of the Exalta wood coatings um, products for cabinets and Mm -hmm. furniture and things like that. So we went down there to see their facility and get a presentation on the upcoming trends for kitchens and color and things like that for 20 and 21. Exactly. That was great. We'll actually air that interview at the end of the show today. Right. But if anyone knows NASCAR, I'm sure they have seen the Exalta logo on the hood of certain NASCARs. Um, Exalta actually has a very close connection with NASCAR and specifically Hendrick Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot All of, of which was completely lost on me. Right. Just so you understand, at the end of our trip, <laughs> yes. ev- the whole trip long, everybody is talking about, oh, this trip to Hendrick's mo- Hendrick Motorsports. I yes. even say it wrong all yes. the time. That's okay. And I thought, okay, I don't know what this is. Uh-huh. Maybe they do boats. I don't know. <laughs> motor sports. Oh, well, boats have motors. Yes, but generally you think of I it know. as cars. I just didn't. Yes. So at the end of the trip, we get to actually go down and see the brand new Exalta facility that they built in the Hendrick Motorsport Park area where they actually work on the cars. And we were lucky enough to see Mr. Hendrick's private car collection. Yeah, Hundreds of cars. Something else. So many Corvettes, so many VIN number ones, so many so colors. So many things for me to potentially scratch. So many things I loved. Uh, I walked around with my hands in my pocket, <laughs> my gut sucked in. I don't even know if I breathe the whole time because I can mm-hmm. be clumsy. You know that. Yeah. Sometimes I things know. go poorly for me. It I was very didn't exciting. Fall over or hurt you didn't. anything. And yeah, it was a really neat thing to see. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there listening to me be completely ignorant about what, about the, the depth of the experience. And they're thinking, oh, it's such a shame that it was lost on somebody like him. Yeah. 
It's okay. Yeah. Some of us enjoyed it a yeah. lot. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. I just didn't understand That's okay. everything I saw. That's okay. So at the end of the show, we have that interview that we talked about. And before that, we're actually going to go back to our archives. There is a segment that we did a while back, I think January, and we absolutely loved it. And it was such a shame to only air it once. So we're actually going to air that for you once again. Yeah. And it's something Even that you'll really like, I think. It's really fun. But right now... Let's get to plumbing tools. Plumbing tools, man. Everyone should have certain plumbing tools. Even if you don't own a home, even if you're renting, these are things that you should have on hand just in case. Obviously, the number one tool you should have is a plunger. Even if, you know, it's just a little one, make sure you have a plunger. You never know when you're going to need it. Don't get just a toilet plunger. Also get one for your sink because sometimes sinks back up. So there are two separate plungers. You don't want to use the same one. Oh, you don't. You no. absolutely don't. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. no. Two you don't separate want to ones. use your toilet plunger <laughs> no. and ever use it again, right? It just, right. you throw it away yes. when it's done. Mm-hmm. So one and out. Yes. No. So that would be the number one tool. Once you have that, then screwdrivers. Phillips head and a flat head, you should have them anyway in your toolbox, but for plumbing, there are occasions when you need them. Allen wrenches are another thing, and mm-hmm. not a lot of people think about that, but handles on faucets quite often have yeah, a set usually, screw that exactly. use an Allen wrench. So make sure you get a whole set of those because you never know exactly what size that set screw is. Right. And sometimes the set screw is hidden under a little logo or a little yeah, button. Yeah, the hotter, thing. cold thing. Yeah, or, you got to kind of look for it because yeah. your first glance might say, oh, there's, there's nothing no here. set screw. I'm going to yeah. just ream on this until it comes off. <laughs> right. No, there's Bad one idea. there somewhere. Find it. Yep. What's next, Betsy? Next on my list would be a set of channel locks. Don't get just one because you need something to hold whatever you're working on and something to screw off the part you're trying to remove. So get two of them. Uh, Ten inch are my favorite because they're kind of that mid-range one. You know, not too big, not too small. Just right. The Goldilocks one. The Goldilocks ones. (laughs) And we'll put a link to all of this in our show notes so you can see the list of what we're drawing from. Right. But those are definitely something that you want to have. An Mm -hmm. adjustable wrench. Yeah. Would be another thing. Mm-hmm. You could get a whole set of crescent wrenches, and that's fine. That's yeah. great. You know, Expensive. You use them all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you could, if you're trying to save money, yep. and just get the basics, mm-hmm. get a couple of adjustable wrenches. You know, right. Get something that's a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. maybe something that's 8 to 10 inches, right. and get good ones. Yeah. If you get cheap ones, mm-hmm. let me just tell you what happens very quickly. The jaws loosen yep. more so than any other ones. The mm-hmm. cheap ones, they loosen right away. And it's going to slip off that nut, mm-hmm. and you're going to bang your knuckles against something hard. And then they're yes. going to bleed, and you're going to throw your crescent wrench, <laughs> and then the jaws are going to loosen even more. You sound the like next you have time. experience with this. <laughs> I've watched my dad do plumbing ah. or other work. Get good ones. Yeah. You know, test them out in the store. They're always going to slip a little bit mm-hmm. as time goes by. So you're right. always going to want to continually retighten or twist the little thumb right. screw until yep. it's tight around that nut again or that coupling. But the cheaper ones will loosen up quicker and then you've got problems. So get good ones. Yeah. Another wrench that you should have is a basin wrench. If you ever want to replace a faucet or do some work with the one you currently have, a basin wrench is going to get up behind that basin because that is almost an impossible place to get to. It is possible, but it will take you 10 times as long if you don't have a basin wrench. I did that. I labored for I don't know how many hours and then I it dawned on me. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed. Yep. I remembered seeing this crazy tool in dad's workshop. Yeah. Called him. He brought mm-hmm. it over. 
five minutes, I had the stupid things loosened up. Yeah. Definitely get one of those and just Mm -hmm. hang on to it. Yeah. One last quick thing that you should always have in your toolbox is some thread seal tape, because once you take something off, there's always that little white tape thing comes off. Don't reuse it. Replace it. So always have a little roll of thread seal tape. Exactly. There are way more things that you should have. We'll put, like I said, the full list in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Build from it. If you disagree or have other things, shoot us an email. Right. And we will address that like adults and we will decide (laughs) and just have a conversation about whether we're wrong or not. Right, Betsy? We can handle being wrong. Can you? I'm going to try. All right. Now, coming up after the break, we're going back in time to one of our favorite segments of all time. Absolutely. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're back, and we are going to talk about the one tool that every single person, man, woman, child, should have, right? Well, yes, and I'm guessing a lot of homes already have this tool, Yeah, which makes this a little bit of a letdown, because it'd be really fun to have, like, the one thing Mm -hmm. that everybody needs, and we would just create some run on stores. Well, I venture that this one tool has traveled further than any other tool. It's probably traveled further than most. Yeah. It's incredibly popular. Uh-huh. You, you're going to know what it is very soon into this. Yes. But we've got some stories that there are a few stories. Just to prove that how will, far it's traveled. Right. There are a few <laughs> stories in the world of tools that will illustrate the value yeah. of a particular item quite like these. Right. Now, let's mm-hmm. just start with... December 11, 1972. Yes. All right. A team of three men, mm-hmm. Gene, Jack, and Ron, yes. arrive in a beautiful valley. Okay. Can you picture the setting? Yes. They arrive, it has mountains. Right. It's ringed with mountains. They're on the edge of the Sea of Serenity, which sounds, sounds amazing. Sounds very calming. Right. It's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, Gene and Ron, they had Navy backgrounds. Yeah. And Jack was a scientist. Right. Because okay? you always need a scientist in your group. You always got to have that. Sounds yes. like a movie. Mm-hmm. They were here on a mission to explore this region, mm-hmm. which to this day is still largely unexplored. Uh, yes. So they're out there in the unknown, the wilds, I guess yeah. you would say. The whole thing started well. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was going along Swimmingly. fairly well. <laughs> but then a couple hours after their arrival. So really, it only went swimmingly for a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. But a few hours after their arrival, while mm-hmm. they were loading equipment into their little vehicle mm-hmm. that was going to drive yeah. them all over the place, Gene bumps the rear fender, their fender extension, yeah. with a hammer that was in one of the pockets on his pants, mm-hmm. on his, his uniform. Right. And it knocks that fender extension clean off. So yeah. there it goes. Now, nor- ordinarily, on mm-hmm. an off-road vehicle... A missing fender isn't a big deal. No, usually you can just keep going on and no worries about it. But in this instance, this potentially meant a failed mission. So it's something that's critical to get fixed because... This wasn't just any off-road vehicle. This was an off-world vehicle. Yes. A lunar rover. And Gene and Jack and Ron were Gene Cernan, Jack Schmidt, and Ron Evans. They were astronauts. And they were on the moon. They were. And the Sea of Serenity doesn't have any water, which was (laughs) kind of a letdown. (laughs) They brought their bath towels for no reason. Right. Anyway, the missing fender extension caused huge complications. Yeah. And like, like we said earlier, it threatened to completely derail the mission. With the fender extension missing, they talked about, you can go and read all of their transcripts of mm-hmm. them sending videos yeah. back. They talk about 
about the rooster tail of dirt that went up behind them. Yeah, I think the lunar those dust. boats that go to Mackinac Island, they have the giant plume of water behind them. That's what was happening with this rover. And the problem is moon dust is not like the dust we have here and things like that. It's more gritty. It has sharper right. Wind edges. Wind doesn't wear it down. There's no water to wear it down. It's sharp. Right. It's coarse. It's heavy. It's thick. Well, and hello, gravity, or lack thereof. <laughs> right. So it just went everywhere. They said they had to stop every few minutes yep. just to dust off everything. Their visors would get covered with it. And it was so gritty and coarse that it actually scratched the visors when yeah. they're trying to clean it. It That's was a bad threatening thing. to damage and destroy everything. So Gene gets out and he decides he's going to fix it. So right. he pulls out this tool, duct tape. <laughs> yes. There's actual video of him on the moon trying to duct tape the fender back right. on the lunar rover. The downside or the problem was that there was so much dust in yeah. the air it would collect on the on the duct tape. Right. He would make it work mm-hmm. and it would work for about four hours or so and then it'd come off again. Right. So their their first day out there was dramatically hampered by all of this dust. Right. So they returned to their lunar module yes. to, to rest for the evening mm-hmm. and they're gonna start again the next day if there's a solution. And that's when NASA back home Houston. <laughs> Houston, we have work. a problem. Well, and this is what always happens. Whenever there's a problem, when our astronauts are in space, back on Earth, they have to come up with a solution with just whatever might be up there with these guys already. Right, because there isn't a Repcolite or Port City Paints up there. <laughs> there is not. Because paint would That's help. That's too bad. But yeah, maybe next year. Well, at least the duct tape we saw would help. <laughs> so... What NASA decides to do is they get out some laminated maps that the guys already have up there, and they duct tape them all together, and then they kind of fashion a fender out of these maps and duct tape, and they clamp all of that because the duct tape won't stick to the rover itself. It'll stick to the maps, not the rover. They clamp it on, and they can continue with the mission. Right. So they radio all of that, all of those instructions to the guys in the lunar module. They do it inside where it's dustless, or at least a relatively dust-free environment. And get it set. And then, like Betsy said, they clamp it on the vehicle in place of that fender extension, and it worked for the rest of the mission. Right. So, mission complete. Thank you, duct tape. Well, and that is not the only time that duct tape has been in space. It's a lesser known one than the one you're going to talk about. Well, yes, because... Uh, let's face it, a lot of people, I think it was back in the 90s, saw the movie Ron Apollo Howard, 13. Opie from <laughs> yes. Andy Griffith made Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon. Uh, right. Don't remember the other gentleman, Bill Paxton? Yeah. I'm going out on a limb there. <laughs> we'll just but we roll know the story <laughs> of Apollo 13 where there was right. an explosion of an oxygen tank and the astronauts were forced to move to the lunar module to save power that they needed for reentry, you know, back to Earth. Right. The problem was the lunar module was meant only for two people and for 36 hours, mm-hmm. not three people and 96 hours. So right. carbon dioxide built up rapidly and became life-threatening. Right. So NASA, while, again, the guys slept, had to come up with something with all of the things the astronauts had on board that was going to scrub out the air and get rid of that CO2. And now, they had square canisters or square scrubbers yeah, mm-hmm. from the command module. Right. But the problem was in the lunar module... You have circular scrubbers. Right. And so they had to find a way to make the two fit together, right. make the square peg fit the, in the round, round hole. hole. And mm-hmm. amongst other things, duct tape played a huge role in the solution. Yeah, so duct tape to the rescue. Once again, our astronauts are able to get back to Earth and everyone's safe and sound, and that's what we like. And we were very interested to learn that duct tape is actually standard equipment 
on space yeah. missions uh-huh. since the days of Gemini. Yeah, isn't that so, crazy? Of all the things, you know how they they go over the list of things they're bringing mm-hmm. with a fine tooth comb. Think about right. a hiker. A hiker doesn't just random a good hiker <laughs> doesn't just randomly throw things in the backpack. Right. Everything that goes in is critical mm-hmm. because weight, all of that stuff matters so much. Space, everything needs to be conserved. Right. You know. Well, you can only send so much stuff. So up much to stuff space. into space, and yet duct tape makes the list from the days of Gemini all the way to now. Does it? Is it still on the list? It absolutely is, and it became very critical. Uh, This past August, the end of August 2018, something that was flying around in space, whether it be a rock or space junk, uh, hit the International Space Station in the Russia segment, and it blew a two-millimeter hole in the side. A two-millimeter hole? Yes. So a really tiny hole. Well, that doesn't sound like much. That doesn't sound like a big deal. Except when you're in space. space, that's right. And you only have 18 days to live if you don't find the hole. <laughs> so oh. so yeah. then they had to search the whole thing for the hole? They did. Mission Control called up and said, hey, we noticed your pressure's dropping. You better go figure out. And they isolated it to this unit and they did end up finding this particular hole in the side of wow. the space station. So how does duct tape play into this? Well, because first of all, some guy named Alex had his finger sticking in the hole and the comment... He's probably the guy who found it. <laughs> Well, I know that's the solution, entirely, guys. I'm going to just do this. That's entirely possible. The the funny thing I would have been is, complaining about how sore my finger was getting. Well, the comment that was heard was, right now Alex has got his finger in that hole, and I don't think that's the best remedy for it. So what did they do? They duct tape Alex to the hole? Uh, duct tape his finger exactly. there? exactly. Epoxy and duct tape is how they fix that okay, hole. Okay, well, that's maybe... You know, that's how NASA would do it. Right. My that's how astronauts still would, would have do worked. it. <laughs> I would have duct taped my hand there. That does not surprise me. Oh, but then the I would least. have to go to the bathroom at some point. And there I am saving the space station by being duct taped to the hole. Right. I don't think I want to do that. Well, we'll no. just use the epoxy that the astronauts use. Yeah, it's a much and better plan, tape. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so duct tape. It's used everywhere. In space. In space. You can use it for anything. It is not necessarily... A permanent fix for anything. Unless you happen to be my dad. Right. But even then, it's normally not the right. permanent solution. Right. But it is a temporary fix for everything. Yes. Everything. Uh-huh. So you've got to have a roll on hand. If it's good enough for astronauts, it's good enough for the rest of us. Oh, of course. Now, coming up after the break, we are taking the show on, on the road, road to North Carolina. It's something Just you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Yes. The much promised uh-huh. on the road segment. On the road show. Yeah, for the first time ever, we've hauled our recording equipment uh-huh. and traveled with it. I even brought it on a plane, and I was very concerned. He wanted me to carry the stuff on the plane because he was afraid he was going to get stopped by security, and he didn't know what to do. No, 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 no. No, that is not the truth. Then why did you want me to carry it? dumber than that. Oh. (laughs) No, see, the deal is, when I get nervous about something... You get stupid. I look suspicious. (laughs) 
And the more nervous I get, the more suspicious yeah. I look. And the last thing I wanted in a security line in an airport is to look suspicious. <laughs> so I thought, if you carry the equipment, we'll be fine. Turned out, everything was fine. The of people course. there moved me right through the line. I only sweat just a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, we're at the Exalta Global Design Center in High Point, North Carolina. Yeah, which is the home furnishings capital of the world. Of the world, Seems like an appropriate place to be. That's right. We're here, and I'd like to say classing it up, but that's not true. It was pretty classy when we got here. It was pretty classy. We might have taken it down a little bit. (laughs) No. We're actually in the office of Vanessa Navarro, the marketing manager for the Exalta Wood Finish Division. Vanessa, Mm -hmm. thanks for letting us use your office. Thank you for being here, guys. Well, we're very happy to be here. We're excited to... I guess we just wrap up this whole trip where now we're getting ready to yeah, go home. So right. I'm nervous about the, the flight back and security. But we're <laughs> here because we want to talk about color trends. You had a presentation about where Exalta sees things going. And we should take a step back and talk a little bit about Exalta. Yeah, because not everyone knows who Exalta is. I mean, maybe if you're a NASCAR fan, you may have seen the big A or Exalta on the front of a car but otherwise unless you're like in the wood finishings business you and may that's not our know. connection to it because right. repcolite has a a big wood finishing division mm-hmm. and one of the major brands that we carry are all the different exalta or lots of the different exalta wood finish products right and you see them on kitchen cabinets and furniture yeah. and instruments and all over the place everywhere basically everywhere but vanessa why don't you talk a little bit about your time how long you've been at exalta and also just let our listeners know a little bit more about exalta as a company i started exalta six years ago as a global marketing manager for the industrial segment today i am the marketing manager uh, for the wood division Mm -hmm. i'm responsible for all marketing uh, communication efforts for the wood segment as well as color trend that's what I actually love the most. My passion is the color. It's looking part, ahead sure. at what colors you think are coming. Correct. Okay. And also develop new colors for our customers here and in, in our studio in High, in High Point. We are leaders in color development and design trends for not actually not just the wood division, um, but for all coatings industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually tell my team that we are not just selling coatings, right? We always sell in color. Color is very important to us. We live in blue color every day here in our studio, as you guys saw all those days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do the same thing. Color is what really makes the whole, you know, mm-hmm. the, the product and the material is what makes it last. Right, that's the, the color vehicle is what for the color. makes it work and makes yeah. the space work and function the way you want it to. So speaking of color, Vanessa, you talked about what you see coming for the kitchens for the future. Why don't you just open it up to our listeners a little bit? Some of the key words, I guess. Let's just start with that for where you see kitchens going. I mean, some of the key words. Uh, today is all about organic, raw, n- natural, nature. Um, I think the goal for a kitchen today is to have a comfortable look inspired mm-hmm. by nature. What I see for color, it's funny that... Everyone asked me about white, and mm-hmm. we've been having this conversation the past couple of days, and what's going to happen to white for kitchen. And I believe I always said white's always classic, and we will, we're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it's a great choice for kitchen. Uh, white cabinets is, is always classic. You may 
change the tones, probably going to be more the off-whites, uh, the wool-whites, but you're still going to see a lot of whites coming up next year. Surprisingly, dark kitchens very popular these days. That is so interesting to me because yeah. when you say dark kitchens, I had one thing in mind. You know, we've seen a lot of gray. We've seen a lot of gray and we've seen a lot of navy blue Which, last yes, that's year. Really was, dark. Yeah. But you even said black. And you black, had a funny little phrase. Black is having that a moment, I, right? Yeah, black <laughs> is having a moment. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Well, it's it's brilliant because you don't think of black for things like that. I mean, generally people think of black as like the accent color, you know, oh I have black chairs or, you know, little black knickknacks, not but you're actually kitchen. talking about having maybe even some of the cabinets that way. Yeah, black cabinets. They, they're going to be very popular. You just need to be sure to have some balance with the black on your kitchen. But you, black is very popular. Black and some tones of, of gray, dark grays. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that a lot. Um, it, it's funny because a lot of people ask, but is this going to stay? We thought it was just going to stay a year, but now it's staying another year mm-hmm. so we don't know but it is very popular and the thing about black is if you're gonna do you just have to be cautious of a couple of things you need to have a big space and also have to have a lots lots of lights coming into the room okay and the bulbs should work in those lights <laughs> i have lots of That's lights true. but i only That's have two point. bulbs that are okay so, so you won't be doing black anytime soon no, what i'll never even me. find the bowls or anything in yeah. my cupboard uh-huh. if i did black does that show a lot of fingerprints i cannot imagine having black like if you have little oh, kids i'm quite so. greasy <laughs> Uh, then for you, be. I don't think it's a good it's a good option. I would stick with white. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe off white or dirty white. Well, I have a dirty little white. Yeah. Probably is a good idea. I have a little box of gloves by the door that I'm supposed oh. to wear whenever I come into the kitchen. Most of the people who likes the dark kitchen, it use for their second home, so they want something oh. different from mm-hmm. their their oh. homes, like from their second homes. They have they second usually. Home folks likes the, the dark, some more right. dramatic, a little bit different. Because then they don't have to live with it every day exactly. if it's a second home. Because that I, might I get tiring. that for yeah. the second home, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. But looking at it day after day, it might not have the staying power that a kitchen should have. Yeah, I can see that. That's, uh-huh. I have second rooms that I go to. <laughs> you know, I'll sit in one room for a while, and then I'll go to another room. Uh, it changes my whole atmosphere changes your whole mood huh yeah my whole perception <laughs> changes right so okay black and white there's got to be more coming sure or it's going to yes. be a pretty yeah, monochrome a more coming. it was just the the basic ones right um but green green is, is a great color for kitchen again uh, we're talking cabinets I, as well right again, talking cabinets yeah so you're going to see a lot of green in, in cabinets um Green reminds you nature, right? So it's mm-hmm. all about organic and natural. Back to the keywords that, we that we were talking about. You will see many different shades of green in the kitchen, from the mint greens to more like the olive uh, greens. They're going to still be very popular. You saw a lot of greens in 2019, but the greens still going to remain for 2020. All right. Now, what happens, because there are a number of people out there who green is not their thing at all. I mean, some people really, you pull a green and they look at you like you're crazy and they say, I hate green. I, I can't do green. What other options are there? Oh, I agree. Black. Green doesn't match all the personalities, right? right. I think uh, blue is a great choice uh, if you don't like green. Mm-hmm. Um, cabinets in dark blue will be, it was too very popular, especially like in lower cabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, either 
either collar looks great in the kitchen they're both going to be very very popular next year oh i like the thought of a blue kitchen Mm -hmm. that would be nice well and you just mentioned on the lowers we have seen a fair amount of that right where we've seen two-tone kitchens is that going to continue to be a thing two-tone kitchens is still going to be very popular common two-tone is dark cabinets on the bottom uh, while using like a bright cabinet above the counter mm-hmm. that gives kind of like an illusion of a large kitchen space. Oh. It's too very, it, it was a little bit popular this year. It's going to be very popular next year. So if you have a small kitchen, maybe think about the two-tone cabinets. Might make your kitchen seem a little bit bigger than it is. Yeah, mine are all that orangish oak that was really, uh, really popular. Yes. Like a while ago. I wish people could have seen Vanessa's face because it was like the, (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. You shouldn't (laughs) say that because I had to look away because (laughs) it cut so straight to my heart. Oh, please. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times he's talked about painting those cabinets. Yeah, but her action, her reaction was really... really raw <laughs> right I so that's not your fantastic. thing huh so the, the orange kitchen <laughs> not your thing not mine either you know the the trends are always coming <laughs> right <laughs> maybe in a couple of years it's just gonna that's be extremely popular you yeah. never know if that happens oh, we're coming back know. and we're gonna talk <laughs> that about that sounds it. good I, I like that. so you're hoping that vanessa's gonna hang with us over break is that what you're really asking well, her i'm hoping very so because we're running kind of out of time on this and i know there's a lot more you know that we want to get to all so. right vanessa can you hang with us over a quick break Sure. All right. We'll be back in Vanessa's office with Vanessa after a quick break. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. As we mentioned in the first segment, or the mm-hmm. previous segment, yes. we're in High Point, North Carolina. Right. And we're at the Exalta Global Design Center in the office of Vanessa Navarro, the marketing manager for the Exalta Wood Coatings Division. Vanessa, thanks for letting us continue to stay in your office. And not kicking us out during the break. No, she didn't even make not me put yet. plastic on yes. the chair or anything. <laughs> I, just letting me sit here. Nobody lets me just sit in their chairs and stuff without protecting them. Oh, good them. grief. Anyway, we were talking about kitchen color trends mm-hmm. and what you see coming in the future. And we covered a number of them. You know, black, black, surprisingly, yeah. is going to have its moment. Mm-hmm. White, standard, classic. Power. Yep. We talked about green. Mm-hmm. If green's not your thing, blue. Yeah. What other colors do you see being big players in the next year or two? I see browns. The browns, you see, they'll be more popular next year. Um, the lightest off whites, the middle-toned beiges mm-hmm. to like a more dark browns. Mm-hmm. They they're gonna be very popular. The beige mushroom tones for cabinets. Uh, I see that a lot this year, and you're still gonna see for. Um, 2020 it kind of adds like a natural touch to the kitchen mm-hmm. and that was actually popular was, again back to our keywords yeah. the natural nature raw uh that was all about for next year well it seems like it's you know the beiges and the mushroom kinds of colors it seems like it's the warmth of a wood without being actual wood i mean it's not stark white it's not black it's not a color it's just that little bit of warmth that you yes. get. Let's talk about some of the other trends that you're going to see play out in a kitchen. I think a big one is natural materials. Stones, marble, concrete, 
stronger presence of marble. Busier, better. You're going to see tons and tons of marble in kitchen in 2020. But busier? Busier. Okay. To add a little bit more drama to okay. your kitchen. Okay. My kitchen has a fair amount of drama sometimes. <laughs> we just had a whole bunch of fruit flies, Vanessa. That's, and that's a lot of drama. It was a ton that's of drama. <laughs> you are actually following the trends. You're right on trend yeah. with your drama. Oh, man, I, I think that's that. the wrong kind of drama. I will point out the one picture you showed us, if we can get it and put it in the show notes, that one picture, the marble countertop was white with like these black stripes. And as soon as I saw it, somewhere I read something that, you know, animal prints, and I've seen it a lot in stores this year. Animal, animal prints, prints are, are back, back Very, right? Yes. And that countertop it reminded like me of zebras. Yes. And Dan thought and I was crazy when I told him that. I said, hey, it looks like zebra stripes. He's like, what? Well, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was busy paying. Well, not as much. I was writing notes. So you weren't paying any attention to what was, was happening listening. on the screen. I just Thank didn't you. Yeah, I appreciate your, your attention to the presentation. But yes, add to that, it's dramatic. It's going to be a little yeah. more dramatic. One thing that I was really astonished by in the presentation, because I can't even wrap my brain around it, is you said double islands? Double, double islands. are big. We're not talking about an island with a seating... A seating area. side and yeah, the yeah. prep side. We're talking side. about two islands, right? Separate two islands. Not even separate, stacked on no. top of each other like two a tower. Two separate islands. <laughs> They're moving towards larger kitchens these days. That's and, in open plan space, and the kitchen island has become essential, essential in the kitchen. And double island is very popular. Give you, you can have more space to... Um, you put your things away, but you're going to see a lot more next year. My mom cannot hear this because she has been bugging my dad to redo her kitchen. And as soon as she hears Double Island, we'll send her he a, is in trouble. We'll send her an edited version. <laughs> yes, edit out the Double Island. Your dad part, slips please. us enough money and we'll turn that into exactly whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Guys, right. talk about sink. Gold sink is going to be very popular that, next year as well. All okay. about gold. They're going yeah, to see a lot of It's like the Midas gold. touch. We got to yes. really talk about that. You're not making a joke. No, I'm not making a joke. Gold is being very popular. And a mixing of metals. Yes, and a mix of metals. Which is... It's very unique. Yeah, very strange to me because in getting Anna ready... Dan and I had an argument about this yeah, last week. Yeah, in getting ready for our event, <laughs> which is one of the reasons we're here for our upcoming color and design event, Exalta is going to be a part of that. And I'm hoping Vanessa will actually be around for that, or at least her knowledge will be sent forward for Right. That. But anyway, we were getting ready and... I'm busy picking out certain pieces, and, well, we better have this because the metal that, that's over here is the same as, and then Betsy's giving me this lecture that, no, you can mix your metals. I said, it's yes. popular to mix metals. I said, just go with whatever looks uh, good. Don't I stress argued, over. I got to learn to just roll with it and assume I'm wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, wasn't I? Mixing metals is okay. He's okay. It's, it's actually okay. very popular. So See. you were a little bit wrong. <laughs> Gold Just sink. Just a little bit. She let want, you down yes. easy. I want a gold sink. Gold Can toilet. Can we talk about that? Is that a possibility? Yes. I think it's a very interesting idea. <laughs> Isn't there one somewhere? I'm sure like, there's In one the Middle somewhere. East, there was a gold toilet. Well, I'm going to put my name down for one, too. Uh-huh. So what other things are you seeing? We've got a little bit left, and I know you've got a ton of other trends that you see coming. One of them that's very interesting. I'm going to steer you there. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> the handleless kitchen yeah, drawers no right no yes. handles no handles that's that's the next thing no handles look will be one of the biggest trends Why? for 2020 when it comes to hardware for cabinets less is always more and 
next year the seamless ones are going to be the most popular ones so no handle it's really popular how do you open My the favorite. door just mush against the bottom, it yes oh, it's got there's little, like a little, yeah, holes, little slit turns. underneath yeah. that you yeah it, it is cool it's a cool look it's very streamlined very linear it's very interesting because there are trends and then we've got to still assess those trends and decide if these are right for us for our situation because in our meeting when you presented all of this, we were there with a cabinet company, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy there who works on the cabinets mentioned that, man, there, there's a lot of issues when he's put these in homes where the people don't like them as much as they think they're going to like them. They like the look. They just don't like the, the functionality. The functionality. Right. right. So it's really important with any trend, whether it's color or whatever, you know, the black kitchens. You know, we can like something for a moment, mm-hmm. but we got to make sure make you that really love it and it's going to work for you right. in the long term. Yeah. But for you, Vanessa, you're for saying me, that's, that's, that's it. Would it. Work. <laughs> so what other things are you seeing? So the young generation today, they drive the trend and um, temporary wallpaper. It's actually very popular right now because think about it. You can just put on your kitchen, but you can just... Take it away when you get sick later, of it. You can choose all kind of different design, uh, you know, texture, anything that you want. So it's extremely popular. I think um, will be your new best friend coming up <laughs> next next year. Well, wallpaper really is interesting because you can bring mm-hmm. so much color, so much life, pattern, yeah. texture, all of that. You know, just that simply. And then with the temporary, mm-hmm. talk about that real quickly. What is that? How does that it's, work? For it's our kind of like a peel and sticker, like a a sticker, a decal of sorts. It goes up just like regular wallpaper, but there's no paste required. And don't for require it. any long term commitment. No, so you can pe- you can just some of them. You can even peel them off and then reposition them, take them somewhere else, right. put them in a different room, and we've got access to that. We absolutely and, and do. The new have I think they all about being unique, right? Yeah, and this is mm-hmm. something that you can be unique. You can do all kinds of different designs. Right. Right. patterns or texture mm-hmm. so the really cool thing is that it can be removed so easily yes. yeah and you can be stop being unique it's not like your grandparents wallpaper that never came down once you got it up <laughs> yeah, you just paint over that right never yes. paint over that no all right there are so many things that we could dig into but mm-hmm. we just don't have enough time yeah so vanessa we're gonna skedaddle out of your office and vacate Let you your get chair. back to work. Because I know you've got a meeting coming up, so we're going to get yes. out of here. Thanks so much for letting us hang out in your office and kind of steal this interview. I know you weren't terribly excited to sit down with us. We, <laughs> we kind of sprung, sprung it, on it on you at the last uh, minute. Very fun. Excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, Betsy, talking with Vanessa was a ton of fun. Yeah. I loved her accent. I know. I feel like a world traveler with that Brazilian accent. It feels like we've been to Brazil and back again. Well, for me, going to North Carolina is almost akin to traveling the world because <laughs> I don't go very far. I've yeah. been to Coopersville. Wow. That's about the extent of my travel. So uh-huh. this is the big time for me. Apparently. And for those of you who care, my second trip through security was not as smooth as my first. Yeah, we all <laughs> ran into a little trouble there. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, one of our sales reps, we watched him get frisked. <laughs> then yeah. I got nervous and started looking suspicious, <laughs> and uh, there you go. Uh-huh. Anyway, if you want to hear this episode again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And no matter what you're working on, whether you're trying to redo your kitchen and you need the current colors, the best products, right? or if you just want to commiserate about airport security (laughs) just get in touch with us we're here to help exactly thanks for listening